Okay, so we are live. Yay. Hello, everyone. It is Fearless Friday, and I'm super excited today. I know I say that every week. I'm always super excited to talk to everybody, but today we have Ben DeCastro, who was a marketing freaking genius, who is a marketing genius. He worked for Cardi's. <laughs> I think so, at least. Um, he worked for Cardi's, so he was the man behind the three men the Nairobi, and is now a, a radio personality and uh, marketing and social media, just tons of awesome things. So without further ado, I give you all Ben DeCastro. So welcome, Ben. And, and, and subsequently, everybody gives me back. So there you go. <laughs> Turn away. How are you doing? It's great to see you. Yay. It's great to see you too. I mean, we go way back to... Yep. Um, parties, the community room, doing events. I used to be an event planner. So um, it was always a pleasure working with any, well, anything that Cardi does is always fun. So, but it was always a pleasure working with you on that. So, oh, Kim's here. Hi, Kim. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your background, how, I mean, you can talk about Cardi's if you want. Sure. It doesn't have to be all about them, but tell us about you and how you got into marketing and Sure. Well, I mean, I mean, I am the the ultimate, you know, failing, failing forward uh, kind of situation. Love it. I, I, I have ADHD. And uh, unfortunately, I wasn't diagnosed with ADHD until after I had dropped out of uh, high school. Oh, actually, wow. well, technically middle school. Uh, the last grade I completed was the second year of seventh grade. It's the last grade I passed, I should say. Wow. And, uh, you know, this was, I'm 40 years old. And, you know, it was at a time where, you know, they were just starting to, uh, they, they were getting a little more liberal with, okay, we're throwing out the, the, the ADHD, we're just going to throw that that diagnosis out there a lot. I actually went through a full like two days worth of testing and everything. And again, this was after the fact. And, you know, really, I started noticing, you know, in hindsight, I started noticing the the decline in my, you know, or the, the rise in ADHD, uh, fourth grade. On Fridays in fourth grade, you would, I went to a, a small private school. And if you finished your math test, you would, you know, you'd have Monday through Thursday would be the lessons. Then Friday, you would have a test. If you finished your math test, because it was right before recess and lunch, you could go outside and get and have recess and lunch. Yeah. So I was the first one done with that test every week. Um, I didn't get anything right because that oh. wasn't the goal. That wasn't the goal. The goal was to go outside and burn off all this energy. Uh, it went, and, and you know, that's, and then, you know, it eventually caught up and, you know, there, you know, you, you stay, you, know, you kind of get behind and everything. So, uh, so yeah, so it's after, you know, after a little bit of, you know, self-discovery, uh, you know, I, I got a job and my first job was on the Bay Queen, which was a dinner dance boat out of Warren, Rhode Island. Uh, and I was, yeah, I was 15 years old. I convinced them to let me work in the shipyard uh, during the, you know, to the winter. You're like, yeah, yeah I'm homeschooling. This is a uh, hands-on, this is a uh, mechanics and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and, you know, I learned a lot of stuff doing that. And, um, you know, I had done other jobs. I, I taken music lessons as a kid. So I was very, you know, involved with music and playing with bands. And as soon as I got my driver's license, you know, I started roadieing for bands and playing with bands more and doing different things. At one point, I got hired by Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus uh, to play in the band there. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, made my mother real proud. So literally 
dropped out of high school or dropped out of school and joined the circus is kind of the story. Ran away and joined the circus. That's it's where a, that comes from. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. And so, you know, fast forward, um, you know, the, the circus was a, a, a short-term thing. And I had, you know, I discovered volunteer firefighting. I said, okay, well, let me try this because this might be a way for me to kind of, you know, figure out a career path or something. I'm getting older. And, you know, I was, you know, getting older at 18 or 19. And uh, so I started doing that. And then a position opened up at Cardi's for customer service. It was a full-time position. I was an early riser. It was a 5 a.m. start. And it just worked. And I, I got there and it was about two months into the job where uh, Pete Cardi uh, actually approached me and said, hey, you know, you, you seem to have a lot of energy. Would you consider, you know, would you want to do extra gigs, extra things on the weekend? Uh, for a little, you know, to obviously get paid, but, you know, doing these events and stuff. And uh, so I jumped at that opportunity. And uh, so I started doing that. And within a month, they said, all right, well, look, he, he kind of pulled me aside. He said, look, this is, you're kind of writing your own position here. Do you, if you want it, it's yours. Uh, if you don't, that's fine. You can just, you know, everything that's kind of you've built, you can kind of just, you know, land the plane, sunset it and go back to customer service. And and but he, but they they were very clear and and I should say I worked with all three of them. Pete just handles more of the marketing and the promotional side of things. They all yeah. have their own responsibilities. But yeah. you know he he's the one that really you know said, look, if if you want to learn this stuff, I'll teach you. I'll give you as much rope to hang yourself, but we won't let you fall off the cliff. Um, and they really let me kind of do my thing. And you know they were you know learning just you know what it was to kind of be such an active partner in the community uh working with nonprofits. i have you know i my, my i got great parents great you know wonderful grandparents uh that you know really you know kind of brought me up right uh and you know it, it, it scared me into uh you know to the wrong scared me out of the wrong paths i should say or you know yeah. kept but uh that's kind of where i got to where i was and in 2016 you know i'd been there for 15 years and you know, I, I was doing everything from the events. We were doing commercial creation. I was doing, you know, working with the advertising, working with the TVs, the radios, and all that other stuff. Uh, you know, there's some changes were coming down the pipe uh, as far as just how the business was, was you know, kind of working. And Pete said, look, if, you, if you're going to make a change, uh, if, you, if you've ever considered, you know, doing something different, he goes, I think now's the time to do it. And, you know, and, and, and I was going to be loyal. Um, yeah. you know, I, 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 they really, I mean, they became really like three extra dads to me. Um, <laughs> and, and it was, you know, it was great. And, um, you know, I was going to stay loyal, but he was the one that said, look, we'll be fine. <laughs> Believe me, we'll be fine. We were fine before, not, not in a hard, horrible, way, not in a mean way, yeah. but, you know, yeah. but he said, we want to work with you, whatever you're going to do. We want to work with you. And so that's why, obviously, I've created uh, some of the social media stuff. I, I do work with clients. I still do a lot of work with Cardi's, the great people. Uh, and, and it's a wonderful store. But, you know, it's kind of branched out into doing unique things, uh, yeah. like working with Cat Country 98.1. I had filled in on WPRO for a while. I know how to talk. And uh, right. doing stuff with Channel 10. And also, I work uh, back. I started working with the Pawtucket Red Sox. Uh, being the PA announcer, they liked my voice. They don't need a face for it. So it's great. Cause I got a face for radio <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I'm, now I'm up with the Worcester Red Sox. So, uh, I I've made it work to this point. I've had fun doing it. And, uh, you know, that's, so that's kind of been the whole deal. That's so awesome. It's awesome that you 
were able to learn that about yourself and create a career really around who you authentically are. That's so awesome. And that's such yeah. a big takeaway for everyone in the group, you know? Because yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it's because we're 80s babies, because I'm pushing 42 now. <laughs> so I'm getting close to 40 and I'm like, man, all my 80s, 80s baby friends, we're all we all have that ADD, ADHD. And back then it just didn't, it wasn't a thing, you know? Right. Right. No, it was you you're hyper, you 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 and and you know the IEP stuff. And you know, last year, yeah. well, over the course of the last year, I did for channel 10, I did <laughs> I did a deep study on like four or five different technical schools. They yeah. had me doing reports, the high school dropout, <laughs> doing reports on these amazing tech schools, you know, vocational technical schools we have in Rhode Island and Southern New England. Um, and, you know, it just wasn't pushed as much back then. Yeah. And yeah. if I would have had access to a Bristol Aggie, if I would have had access to like, uh, you know, uh, the Woodsocket Career and Technical Center, yeah. um, you know, I would have, I probably would have stuck it out. Uh, but we really didn't have something like that in the East Bay. And that's okay. That's fine. Uh, you know, there are, you know, alternatives for it. But it's like anything else too. you know, how many times are we hearing like, look, right after high school, you don't have to go to college, you can, there's, there's great jobs out there. There's great careers do what makes you happy. That's the big thing. So right, right. I mean, look at, I've seen those posts, you know, that are like, look at people who were college dropouts. And it's like, Steve Jobs and, uh uh, oh my God, the Microsoft guy. Why can't I think of his name? Oh, Bill Gates. Yep. Bill Gates. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> ADD brain too. I'm writing the book. You know. So, but I love. I mean, you are a local person, just like all of us, right? And you've been through probably a very similar background than a lot of us have. And you're doing something that you love, right? And being, you know, pretty successful at it from from where I'm sitting, and that's awesome. You know. I'm, I'm, and I've only been successful because you know I've. I've had, I've been very fortunate and blessed to have success, you know, people investing in me, uh, yeah. you know, with that, you know, the Cardi brothers, you know, they do so much work in the community and, you know, they, yeah. they've seen a lot of things. They, you know, they've worked with meeting street for, for, you know, for decades. They've worked with the Ronald McDonald house. They've worked with all these different companies and organizations. And so they understand things. And, and there were times where like my ADHD is, is, you know, and, and I'm actually working on a, a video because I do make my own content for social, but explaining my ADHD, ADHD is, is, is so personal. It's so different. Um, I am. Yeah. And, and at one point, you know, and, and Pete Cardi really, he, he kind of had an understanding of this just from being, you know, working so long, working with so many people, he said, okay, when is, when's, when are your good times? And when, when aren't your good times? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I'm good early morning. I'm really not great, you know, middays as far as like being able to sit and concentrate, but later on in the afternoons, I, you know, it's because it's a chemical thing, you know, you, yeah. within your brain. Yeah. And, you know, there were times where, you know, he would see me like getting really frustrated with something or I could see I was kind of banging a wall, you know, and he'd say, look, you, you need to stop. You need to, you, you got to figure out what's, you know, you know, how can we make, how can we take your talents and make them work here to help, mm -hmm. you know, solve the problems that we have. And, you know, it was, it was great. And, you know, he had the, uh, the foresight to see that, you know, even going forward, you know, with, with what I'm doing now. That's so great. That's such a great like mentor story too. You know, I think, I think two key takeaways for our group here is one, you know, being really authentic to who you are and not trying to have to fit into a box. Right. So, you know, here's a person who didn't graduate high school, but who cares, right. He's still doing something that's awesome and had a great opportunity with Cardi's and had a mentor 
who was willing to pour that expertise and love and patience and kindness. And that really makes a big difference, you know, and especially resonates with, with entrepreneurs, because I know, I know for myself, sometimes we're like, oh God, you know, we, we know we may have shortcomings or we may have, uh, you know, different abilities than other people have. We may think we're not good enough, but, you know, you're literally living proof sitting right here that you've just got to stay the course, right? Have yeah. a little, have a little bit of, have that work ethic, have that, that authenticity to it and you know good things will happen but the cycle only there's there's a key thing to this whole thing and i, and I love what you said there as far as the takeaways there's yeah. a there's a key there's a key note here that the cycle only continues my story only continues in other people if mm -hmm. i make sure that i perpetuate and yes. and 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 keep my uh, keep my hand open yeah. nick ron pete's dad you know, he, was, he had, a, had a phrase. I never met him. Uh, the gentleman, uh, he, he passed away in the, the early 80s when we, we were both young. Um, but he said, if you walk around with your hand closed, nobody can take anything out of it. Nobody can put anything in it. But if you walk around with your hand open, people can put things in and take things out. So walk around with an open hand. And, Love you that. know, when, when, and look, they're, they're, I, just like you, just like anybody else watching here, you'll get the fly-by-nights. I get the LinkedIn messages all the time from people that are just, you know, they're just literally throwing whatever they can at the wall, hoping, you know, whatever will stick. Uh, it's mm -hmm. like the people who get the phone calls, you know, at midnight, you know, from the person wanting to know how your extended warranty is doing. Um, it's, <laughs> it, 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 there's, there's a lot of that phoniness out there, but yeah. there, there is authenticity out there. You're exactly right. And if you recognize that in somebody, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's, if you have that, you know, that intuition and it, it could be a spiritual thing, it could be just a, a, a karma thing or whatever. If you see that it really is incumbent on you and it's only going to benefit you to yes. make the investment in that person, whether it be the time, the small things, and you don't have to force yourself Just say, look, I've done a lot of different things, similar to what you've done. If you ever need a reference or somebody call me. If yeah. I don't know the answer, I'll point you in the right direction. Uh, but, you know, that's that's the only way this whole cycle continues. I love that. I love, love, love that. I think there's the I think we're seeing now, too, with this um, uh, co coaching economy that we're kind of in. Right. So a lot of people are um, taking their specific expertise, making coaching courses and funnels and all this kind of stuff. You probably know this because you're in marketing, too. Right. So sure. there's a lot people that have had experiences similar to yours and have figured it out. And now they're going out and teaching other people how to do it. And I super, super, super admire anybody that can do that. And, and I love everything that you've said, because you're like, Hey, this is me. This was my struggle. This is how I overcame it. And other people are going to benefit from that. If you kept that in and didn't tell anybody, you know, like to be able to share that with the world is, is so brave and so necessary. So right. yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and yes, I mean, and again, there's, I mean, it's funny because you don't, you probably don't realize how many of those marketing funnel coaching funnel things are, unless you're within this industry, because right, I tell right. you, my dad's a farmer, uh, fa farm family. And uh, obviously I had no interest in that family business, uh, because of ADHD, things don't yeah. grow fast enough, which it's a wonderful <laughs> business. It's a hard business. It put food on the table and you know, it, you know, uh, and, and a roof over our heads, but, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it, 
they don't know about funnels. My mother's yeah. in education. She doesn't know about funnels. My wife is an early childhood intervention specialist. She's, she's, a, I, I, they don't do funnels. Right, we do right. these funnel things and we see this stuff and it's, it's important sometimes that we have to really make sure we step outside of ourselves, you know, take a yeah. step back and kind of look at it from the outsider's perspective. You mentioned Bill Gates. And, yeah. and I know I talk a lot, but I, if you ever get a chance, go back to 1997. There's a video online of him talking and a person comes up and uh, is it tries. He's doing a Q&A. And if you have, I mean, he is the king of sales. Uh, he really was. I mean, he was a jerk. He was a, you know, he, he, was, he was a real jerk at times. Uh, and the story is a legendary. But a person came up and said, you know, kind of like tried to debunk a lot of what had just been happening with Apple at the time. And the guy said, you know, maybe you could explain, you know, why, you know, why this is going to work. And then once you, you know, then once you figure that out, maybe you could tell us what the heck you've been doing for the last seven years. Oh, geez. Because, because, and, and because the guy was really, and, you know, you could see there was, you know, the guy was upset because a lot of stuff, he was a very like detailed coder and, yeah. and, uh, uh, Steve Jobs kind of steps back. I said Steve Jobs, right? Uh, Steve Jobs. You said Bill Gates at first, but then you said yeah, Apple. Steve, so I think yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Bill, Steve Jobs. Jobs. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the um, I have a sixth sense of humor. The dead guy. Um, the, uh, sorry. R.I.P. Yeah, uh, he knew something. He got out of this whole planet before the whole COVID thing. He knew what was up. Um, oh, jeez. But the, uh, but, he stood, he stood back and he said, and he looked at the person and he, and you know, cause it was, it was meant to slam him and the people it was one of the big rooms. And he said, he goes, you know, you can only please some of the people some of the time. And he goes, and you know what? He goes, that person's absolutely right. In some ways he is absolutely right. He goes, but he goes until we can, he goes, but we can't make the product and then figure out the, the how it's going to be applied. We have mm -hmm. to figure out what the problem is and then make the solution. And the solution is the product. And then, you know, he took the first iPod. And I don't know if you've ever heard the story that when they were creating the iPod, he took the first one and he was so upset and he was, you know, he pushed for excellence. He took it and he dropped it into a fish tank. He dropped it in the fish tank in, in the, you know, in the office. And he sat there and he watched it and bubbles came up and he goes, there's air in there. This thing is not small enough. Make it smaller. I don't want to see any air. And it was like, holy cow, you know, and that kind of a genius move. It's kind of maniacal. It's kind of like, okay, calm down. But, yeah. uh, you know, there is, you know, until we step outside and figure out what is the problem that we're trying to solve, we can create all the funnels, we can create all the systems, we can create all this great stuff. But if we don't have a customer, if we're not solving a customer's problem, we, we've got nothing. Oh my God, you're speaking my language. I love it. That's the language of marketing, Ben. I love it. I try, I love I try. It. Such a great uh, key point there too, right? So I think a lot of us, especially if you're in network marketing, direct sales, we tend to think we've got this product. This product is awesome. I love this product. I love this thing, but you've got to really make it about the, the solution and the problem that you're solving for your ideal client, right? One of the things one of the things with Obsessed with Success is the first thing I want to know with a client is who are you, right? What's your story? What story are you trying to tell? And then who are you telling the story to? You know, what, it, what is the problem you're trying to solve and for who are we solving this problem for? Because really, 
the rest is just it's it's noise it's spaghetti like you were saying you know we got these spam messages and things in the mail and it's like you've got to really know my product or my service does this for these people right right and you got to know who your competition is and yes. and 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 understanding that is such a key thing because look i'll admit it um you know working at cardi's you know they they sell mattresses they sell all the furniture and everything but a mattress is a you know a, a, a rectangle or square depending on what size you buy uh with springs foam you know covering and everything and mm -hmm. you can get that at a lot of different places so once you establish that now knowing who your competition is and who the customer is now, now we can figure out okay giving them the reason to work with you what's the reason that uh you know a client's going to work with you whether it's you know b to c you know business to consumer or if it's b to b or whatever you know what's the difference okay well if i shop with cardies if i shop at this place they support all these different charities that are important to me okay so that that's that's key if i work with with dana if i work with whomever's watching you know building that relationship you talked about it you know i want to know about you i want to know who you are and what the problems are and yeah. okay how can we how can we touch it on these different levels and and you know make it so that everybody wins yeah i love that love it and you did very well with that at cardi sounds like you still do <laughs> i love that I, I mean i'm following i'm following the recipe that that they do uh yeah. you know and you know and and i, I I, I could talk all day about them because I worked so closely with them literally for, you know, all this time, you know, and, and still, um, and, you know, I can tell you that almost every day, Pete Cardi, practically every day, Pete Cardi goes in there and because he, when you, you know, uh, before Nicholas had passed, uh, it was Nick sold it, Pete delivered it, Ron took the money for it. And they kind of broke up the business that way. Now, now they, this thing, some things have shifted, but uh, Pete was always in the distribution side of things and marketing. And every day he would grab, you know, they'll see those little sweeper units, you know, it's got the little dustpan and the brush and he yeah. would, he would walk down the, the dock line just quietly. You know, we first got there, just kind of sweep up, just kind of clean up. And he would use that opportunity to talk to the guys, look them in the eye and, you know, make sure, okay, are they awake before they get behind this big truck with all the furniture, they go to a yeah. customer's home, talk to the third shift guys. And there were even times where if there was something, you know, I, I'll never forget it. There was there was some kind of a concern with some product that had come in and they were saying it was taking a long time for them to assemble it. And Pete Cardi came in one time at two o'clock in the morning uh, to the warehouse in the overnight shift. And because he saw that an order was going out and he told the prepper, he said, I'm going to assemble this table and chairs and stuff. I because I, 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 I want to see this. I, I need to kind of I need to see what you're doing. And, yeah. and understanding what his team is going through for the customers. So you're seeing it from all angles. And, yep. you know, he, and he didn't want the power tools either. He did it all with the little, you know, the little stuff that came in the box because he wanted to, awesome. to see it. And, and, and changes happened, you know, eventually, you know, changes yeah. were made. And, and that's the whole thing. How can you innovate? How can you, you sometimes, you know, you have to step back, you have to see what the process is. Otherwise, you're not going to understand it. And if you can understand it better. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things. So love that. So fanatical not only about the cut the, the customer's experience and actually what they're gonna go through when they get this piece of furniture that might not be, you know, put together correctly, but also about the people, right? That that right. he worked with. I'm sure. Your, your staff is everything. Your people are everything. 
your staff yeah. and when you when you were doing events i know there were times where you would have a few people with you and and you have a limited window of time yep. to make something happen at some point you know they're gonna you know the the start you know the starter pistol is gonna fire and yep. you gotta be ready to go uh and yeah, exactly. and it's you know that's when when you know when the when the when the horn sounds to start that's not the time to start lacing up your shoes exactly. uh, you know so exactly. it's well, that's so funny because so I was a wedding planner for 12 years and people would say, oh, I want to do day of coordination, right? And day of coordination was such a like misleading term because I would say to them, okay, well, we're going to set our meeting and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, we're going to meet for all these times throughout. And they're like, well, no, no, no. I just want a day of coordinator. And I'm like, well, honey, you don't want me to show up the day of your wedding and be like, hey, what should I do now? <laughs> I know you're getting your hair done and everything, but my name's Dana. How are you? Uh... <laughs> me, what should I be doing today? Like, you exactly. know, it's so funny. So Deb's here. Deb is also a, a marketing superstar. She says, treat your employees well, and you never have to worry about the customers, which is That's so true. So true. They get the heart of the mission. Absolutely. Uh, if we could touch back to the event planning thing, yeah. uh, because, you know, that was part of what I did with Cardi's. And even though I was with Ringling for a short time, the circus, I learned so much about logistics in that that short time. Uh, yeah. It's just it, it just fascinated with it. And they after World War One, believe it or not, the U.S. Army approached uh, P.T. Barnum and said, show me how you move. Wow. And a lot of the skills and a lot of the, the techniques and, 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 you know, trade secrets, everything went inside everything. Everything was meant because you had limited space, whether you, you know, and, and you're going from time to time. And also time, because it was day, you know, you had daylight and you had all these different elements you had to deal with. Um, yeah. and, and so timing was the whole thing. And seeing that even, you know, when I was with them in 2000 and even when they closed in 2017, um, you know, how they, how they move things. And, you know, you would always see if you went to the very last show of a run, you would see the show practically deconstructed before your eyes, but you didn't see it because you were distracted by something else. I yeah. mean, there, there was, there, as soon as something was done, it was getting put onto the trucks and the train, they were just running. And they, because if they were in the building any longer than midnight, they had to pay extra. Like there was all these things. So it was, when and, and I did this with Cardi's, you know, we do these events, we do these big drives for, you know, for relief for different people who are affected by things or we did road races, we whatever. As soon as the event started, that's when breakdown began, uh, you know, and I would because I would start saying, OK, we've done all this stuff to get everything into place for people to enjoy. What can we start eliminating now that, that now that everything's running? What can we start eliminating? What can we start taking down and putting away? So that way, when we stop. The event ends at whatever time we're not stuck with all this stuff that was just sitting there for a long time. Okay. And you start going through and, and you're right. You have to work backwards. You have to back that time out. Okay. What can I eliminate? Otherwise you're burnt out. You're there much longer and time is money. You're burning yep. that stuff. So it, it, it's, it's yep. so critical on the logistics side of things. And, 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 and it's, it's fun to talk about that stuff all the time. I love watching logistics. I get lost in YouTube videos of you know, different it. things, but it's, it's, it's a good time. Sure. That is awesome. Who would have thought working at the circus would fuel so many other areas of your life. I love I know, it. I know it's, it's magical. It's, it's, but, right. It's true that like, you know, every little, every experience you have in life really fuels all these other things because i'm i'm kind of like you well i mean you did you had such longevity at cardi's but i've done a couple of like a bunch of like different things here and there different industries and um you know you really take like a piece away from all of that so 
it's so, funny it's funny because i was just I, I haven't heard the full podcast yet but erica nardini who is the ceo of barstool and you know whether you like the company or you hate the company you got to admit that they're the top 50 website in the united states and they're uh, a disruptor uh you know when the whole pandemic hit and you know and obviously they they're focused around a lot about they're focused a lot on sports and gambling but when the pandemic hit uh, you know, they, they essentially said, okay, we'll start creating your own content to all their, their, their staff. And she said, look, I'm going to enjoy eating, you know, ESPN's lunch. I'm going to enjoy eating all these sports companies lunches because we're just going to keep doing stuff. We're going to make these ridiculous. We're going to work hard. And recently on a most, she, she has a great podcast called token CEO. Um, oh. It's, it's excellent. And she is talking about how the term career is, is old. And people aren't doing careers as much as they used to. They're doing shorter term, you know, really gaining that experience, whether they're working for five years and, you know, working as hard as they can and banking the money and, you know, taking a couple of years off to do experiences or they, you know, they, they're just, they, they have multiple different things and how can they, you know, take that, those elements with you, wherever you go. Uh, A good friend of mine, Carla Mulhern, who uh, she was with the LLS for a while. Uh, she has been with the American Heart Association. And most recently, she just announced that she's going to the Izzy uh, Foundation, which, you know, works with sick children. Um, she's a paralegal. She's, she's done a bunch of different things. You know, we, we, we were talking one time and I said, look, I said, I said, you know, the reason why you're successful is not because you're working at these companies. It's because of you and the people that you've surrounded yourself with, because it's the people that are going to make you you know, you go into, you know, this next area and say, okay, you're going to bring this team, this tribe with you, even though I may not be an everyday employee of yours, you know, mm-hmm. that I, when I, I know that if Carla calls, I, she's not going to waste my time. Right. And right. it's a good cause. And I trust her, you know, the same thing with a lot of different people, yourself included, I know you're not going to waste my time. Uh, and, and that is what is such a key thing for these partnerships you build uh, and just, and, and having the, your contacts are, are key and, yeah. uh, you've got to have, you've got to have one system. It, yes. It's got to have yeah. one system for managing your contacts. And, and I, I realize that there may be, uh, that there might be more of a female demographic audience listening right now. And I, I apologize for this, but, um, you know, I have this wonderful iPhone here and it's backed up to, you know, the computer and the cloud and everywhere else. Um, and and like most humans, I go to the bathroom every day. And, uh, you know, as a male, I'm, you know, maybe once or twice a day, I'm only sitting you know, the rest of the time. It's a standing situation. When you're sitting, uh, you, I've given up reading the back of hairspray bottles to, uh, you know, it's amazing how our lives transform. Um, and I will go through my call list. And if there's a phone number in there, I'll either block it because it's a spam or I'll put the name of the person who called. And I'll do the yep. same thing when I go through on the, the text messages is yep. put that name. And then as if, if I've done that, then I'm going to start going back. And in the notes section of that phone call, I'm going to put the date and what we talked about and different things and start reviewing that stuff because you start to build this one central place that you have all your information. And again, you have to back it up in multiple places, put it yeah. on, set it, automate it. So just, you know, yeah. set it and forget it. Um, but that right there, because what's going to happen is you're going to run into the situation when you need it most, and you're going to be scrolling through keywords, trying to search terms. And I do the same thing. 
uh, with ADHD because I get distracted sometimes and I fall off doing that, which I shouldn't. Um, mm -hmm. But you you have to go back to that. You have to get back to the basics and say, OK, you know, it, it, I'll be I'll, I won't be frustrated with myself if I just yeah. take this time instead of watching a TikTok video, I take this time and put in this information. Yeah. Never watch the TikTok videos in the middle of the night when I wake up. Uh, yeah. You know, even though I shouldn't, and, you know, it's bad for your eyes and whatnot. But uh, face it, okay, we all have our vices in life. <laughs> but but that's but that's you know that's just it. That's where it comes from. That's so good. That's such, that's so many good like nuggets of knowledge, right? Come from this. I love it. So definitely keeping your your network, keeping your connections, and and I'm a living testament to that because three months ago, well, four months ago now, December first. I literally was like, let's start this company. And I, I leaned on Kim, who was my assistant um, at a previous company. And I said, let's do this. We can do it. Right. And, and what the first thing that I did was I started reaching out to people that I knew before, you know, from maybe it was from 10 years ago when I worked for the Providence Phoenix, you know, or 15 sure. years ago, really, or 10 years ago when I worked for this place or whatever. And those connections have led to so many beautiful things and not just clients and business, but just so many awesome things have happened in the last three months because I just went back to my roots and I said, okay, who do I know? What can I, what can I offer them? Just like you said, he, our, our grandpa Cardi said, right? Yeah. I was like, what? what do I have that I can offer somebody that'll help them? And then in turn, build my knowledge and my skills. And that's really where obsessed with success came from. I was like, okay, I want to work. Who do I want to work with? Right. I defined my ideal client. And I was like, I want people who are so committed to their goals that they're obsessed with success. Right. And it stuck. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, and that's great. And, and to be honest with you, I get, I get requests all the time from people that say, you know, you know, Hey, I want to, you know, I, I, I want to, I want to be one of your clients. And, and right now, to be honest with you, I, I'm not taking them. Uh, yeah. I'll take, I'll take the, uh, I'll take the one-off, you know, opportunities to do interviews like this. I'll yeah. take, you know, Hey, we're going to do, uh, you know, can I, can I hire you to, you know, do like two creative sessions with my, my staff or can, you know, can you, can you, yeah. you know, consult on a project or help, you know, yeah. or, or creative content or something like that. But, you yeah. know, I, I only have, you know, I only have very uh, less than five, like, clients that yeah. are like on retainer yeah because to be honest with you a uh i love doing i love the flexibility to have fun and i've made it work yes. um and the other and and b uh i know i'm not going to be good i'm not going to deliver the level of service they need and the last thing i want to do is sit here and try to backpedal and offer make goods and offer all these different things to people it's like i can only do so much as a solo person, and I don't want to have a staff, I don't want to have all these different things. If I want to freelance somebody out or something, that's one thing, you know, do what you do best and outsource the rest. But yeah. I, I just I can't, I, I can't like, you know, I can't be everything to everybody. There's an Everclear song uh, from back in the late 90s, you know, you, you try to be every, you can't, you just can't be that you really can't. And, and so how can you how can you recognize that? Because you're only going to drive yourself crazy. You're only going to drive yourself mad with all in trying to do that. You, the bottom line, you just, it's, it's, I don't care if you're the best mental health or you have zero mental health. I mean, yeah. you, you, you can only handle so much. You know, normally at this point, I ask someone for like their final piece of advice, but that was just such a good one that that's like, I usually say like, what's the best piece of advice you can leave us with? But 
I love that. Like you have to really, and it, it just goes with your, with everything that you said. So you've got to know who you are. You've got to understand your limitations, you know, and, and you can design a life that you love and a, and a career or whatever we want to call it, a business or whatever that you enjoy doing without having to fit into this nine to five punch a clock. You know, I make, you know, X amount of dollars per hour box yep. and come out being happy and being working with you as you are where you are. So that's definitely, I think that's the biggest takeaway we can get from you today. That's, that's awesome. So well, many. Uh, I'm, glad, so I'm, glad, I'm glad you like that. And, you know, we're living in just such a great opportunity, such a great time right now coming on the backside of a pandemic, which, you know, took a lot of those corporate suits and a lot of that corporate mentality and kind of broke it and smashed it and said, okay, yes we can, we can do remote, we can do things differently, um, and, and survive. And so how can we do different things and, 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 and incorporate different people with different abilities? Look, you, somebody still has to, somebody still have to make the tr trains run on time. Somebody still right. has to, you know, you, you still have a lot of those jobs where that require you to be in there, but people yeah. like yourself, myself, you know, people who are watching right now, you know, they tend to be more on that creative scale that, you know, that Enneagram there of, you know, you know, if you're, you're really a creative person and you're going to flourish, you're going to do a lot better if you can kind of change it up a little bit, a little bit of, you know, uh, and, and so thankfully off of the heels of this pandemic, it has really, it's made it more acceptable, you know, yes. essentially, which is, which is good. So, and, and, you know, and I've got, I've got stories and, and comparisons that, you know, I could bore everybody for hours with, uh, but, you know, the, but the fact of the matter is, is, you know, look at, uh, don't look back at these past two years and look at everything that was lost. We, we lost yeah, a lot. We did. We lost, Definitely. we lost time. We lost loved ones. We lost opportunity. We lo look back and, and okay, what can we take going forward? And, you know, how can we use that to our advantage? How can we, you know, you know, recover or reclaim, you know, what this, what this whole situation took from us not just yes. from a, a not just from a disease you know from the the, the, the virus standpoint but from the yeah. social emotional side from the you know connections and and you know from the from the mental health from the equality and the equity and and you know so many people just look whatever your stance is you know i don't i don't really care my my concern is if i'm going to work with you i want to know that you're going to be a good person um yeah. and and you know, you're going to do the right thing and you're going to treat everybody equally. But a lot of people didn't ha even have that kind of concept. They didn't see it until, okay, you know, all this, you know, now we're forcing these kids to learn from home. Well, guess what? A lot of these kids don't have internet in their homes when they're in these lower income areas. How can we improve that? How can we make that better for them? And so finally, some people started to say, holy crap, uh, you took it for, 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 you took it for granted because you just right. didn't know. So, uh, you know, take, take what you can learn. You, you have to learn stuff and you have to journal it down. You have to, you have to yeah. write it out. You have to, you know, put it down. So, so yeah. I love then you speak my language. You'll you're my spirit animal right now. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. No, my pleasure. And pouring from your cup to everyone. We love it. I love everything that you said. I'm so excited. I was super excited. You've always been like a superstar in my book anyway. So oh, wow. I'm super excited that you said yes. We need always to introduce you to some new people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Just don't do it on Craigslist. It never ends well. So. No, no, we'll skip that part. <laughs> but I really, I truly appreciate your time and sharing your story. 
And I know, you know, if one person out there is like, wow, that resonates with me, then it's totally worth it. So absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for putting this all together. And you know, folks, I hope you continue to follow along. It's going to be great to watch the journey and see how it unfolds. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yay! Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, we hope to hear more from you and more awesome things that you've been doing. I'll be around. I love it. Thank you, Ben. Take care. All right. Have a great day.